And all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this time of Advent in which we uh, come and we wait and wait and wait patiently for the glory of your coming. Lord Jesus, uh, please speak to us this morning uh, and begin to prepare us for your coming. In your holy name, amen. Well, I hope you all have your phones still out and with you. Uh, and maybe if you could get them back out and scroll back uh, to the uh, last thing we did before the lighting of the Advent wreath, when we have that collect of the day. You all know the collect of the day. Anybody know what a collect is in our service? And of course, we don't call it a collect, do we? We call it a collect. But uh, a good friend, an old friend who just died recently, uh, Dr. Tom Howard, wrote a, a little, put together a little book, a little pamphlet called The Liturgy Ex Explained. And he wrote very succinctly, he said, a short prayer, a collect, is a short prayer that makes one main request of the Lord and usually places that request in the context of who God is, what He's done, and what He wants of us. He says they sum up very succinctly a great many petitions that we might like to make of God at the point in the service where they occur. And so each Sunday, you'll notice, we have a collect of the day. And that's usually a prayer that gathers up or collects, and this time I mean collects, collects together a particular gospel event or the theme of the day or season in the church year. It completes our entrance into the service, striking the note for the liturgy of the day. So as we go through the year, the church year, pay attention each week to that collect at the beginning of the service. Because unless we're doing a particular sermon series that doesn't necessarily correlate with the gospel or with the uh, season, uh, you will often find that that collect sets the scene for what we're going to talk about and what we're going to think about together that day. So let's look at today's collect, if we can, right? Maybe let's say it together again, if you have it in front of you. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let's just walk through this colic this morning, if we may. Do you remember, uh, we start, of course, with, O Lord, who's caused all scripture to be written, what? For our learning. You remember when you first came to believe? You first became aware of the goodness of God. You, he was your first love. Do you remember that time in your life? The world, I remember it in mind, and the world was just almost magical. 
the world, it's just the presence of God was palpable in my life at that time. I'm sorry about this uh, uh, microphone, but it sort of works on its own. So I hope you can all hear me as it goes in and out. Uh, I'm even holding it out here so the antenna is supposed to work. But we'll figure that out at some point. But the presence of God for me, and probably for you, was just really palpable at that time. And I remember, and maybe you had the same experience, I was just crazy to read the scriptures. In fact, I have right here my first Bible. You know, not the first Bible I ever had, you know, in the house or anything, but the first Bible that I actually went out and bought for myself because I was a new Christian and I really wanted to know what was in here. Uh, it's got all my red underlines and all that, all through the Old Testament, the New Testament. It was a wonderful time, and I, I put this quote, I don't know when I wrote it, but in my hand scratching, on the first page I wrote, The road to Christ is long and winding, but you should see where it leads. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see where it led. I, I got that quote from someone else. But I wanted to see where it led, and I was like a sponge. As I read it, everything stuck. And so many times during the day, during the week, there would be times when immediately somebody would say something, something would happen, and one of those scriptures that I had just read for the very first time would come to my mind. I could quote scripture better back then, probably, than I can now, because it was so fresh and so new. And I love this verse. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Psalm 119. And I was a young man then, and I was trying to stay pure and learn from his word. I was, in fact, and probably you, as you first read through the Bible, I was learning about God, his character, his attributes, as they're revealed in the stories of the Old Testament, and then especially as revealed in the person of Jesus, as we read about him in the Gospels. Jesus, God incarnate. Learning about his plan of salvation and the blessed hope we have of everlasting life. What discipleship, our partnership with God in this world, what that looks like, and so much more. Learning that from reading those scriptures from the first time. So the first thing we see here in this collect is, Oh God, who caused the scriptures to be written for our learning. And then we pray, right, as we did a moment ago, that God will grant us so to hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them. And of course, we hear the scriptures every week, don't we? The, we read them in the service every Sunday. The scriptures are so important that the church realizes that even if people were illiterate as they were in time past, even if people didn't have access to Bibles, they would hear the scriptures read every Sunday. And our Anglican church has prepared something called a lectionary, in which are divided up into three years uh, readings for our Sunday services. And over each one of those years, three years, we will hear one of the synoptic gospels, right? The Matthew, Mark, and Luke read pretty much in its entirety, especially beginning around the season of Pentecost through the rest of the year. So that lectionary helps us to make sure that we do hear 
the Word of God every Sunday. It's that important. Now, I know some of us really take information in by hearing. Others take information in better by reading. And one of the great things about what we do here is we, you both hear them and can read along if you want. But if you're one who mostly tends to learn by reading, maybe give it a shot on Sunday morning when the lessons are read. Give a shot just closing your eyes and listening to so hear as we pray the scriptures that through uh, continually hearing them, we will be able to embrace and hold fast that everlasting hope. Uh, and of course, there are other opportunities to hear the scripture throughout the week, right? One of them is we can read them to ourselves out loud. And some people do that, and that sometimes helps to hear. We think it's your jacket. Huh? It's cold in here! <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, but I want everyone to hear you. Our theory is that it's your jacket flopping back and forth on the end. Huh. We'll see. The We're evil jacket. If I'm cold enough, I'll stop sooner, uh, Karen. <laughs> Karen said to me this morning, she says, short, please. Uh, I also found this uh, app where I actually listen to somebody read the gospel. Uh, well, read the scripture. He's reading the scriptures through in a year. And so he reads a few chapters each day. Just a way to hear the scriptures. So we... Ah. <laughs> Maybe you could have given me another one. We could have done a fashion show. <laughs> How's this? No, let's, did you turn the other one off? Yeah. <sighs> well, that's why you read Mark and learn the scriptures, because you don't have to read Mark, learn from Ross in this broken up business here. But, you know, the other thing is, obviously, we... We, we need to continue reading as well on our own, right? And I know most of us do. We need to keep learning. Keep learning. And one of the things, I don't know if this ever, does this ever happen to you? You read the scriptures and you say, wait a minute, I never saw that before. You know, I've read the Gospel of Luke many, many times. I never saw that before. It's because the Holy Spirit speaks to us as we read the scriptures. The Holy Spirit illuminates them. And we go through different seasons in our lives. When we are sensitive to different words, different stories. Uh, I remember a time came when I was reading uh, the story again of Joseph and his brothers. And you know, it's after he's been sold into prison. He's been raised up to Pharaoh's right hand. And he's in charge of all the food in the land. And his brothers come down because they're starving and they're looking for food. And they find, uh oh, there's our brother Joseph. He's the one going to help us. And ultimately, they have a meal together, uh, and they admit to each other that, oh my gosh, yeah, Joseph, we're your brothers, and you know, we're, we're sorry we've done this terrible thing. And he said, no. He said, you meant it for evil. God meant it for good. And when I read that scripture that time, it was an amazing healing moment uh, from a, a, another time in my life where somebody, some people had done some pretty bad things to me. They may have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So 
reading the scriptures, we keep learning, and it's a good reminder. And then we we hear, read, mark. You know, what does it mean to mark the scriptures? Well, it means to take notice. It means to pay attention. It means to consider. As you're reading through the Bible, uh, you read something and say, Oh, now I see how that works. Reading something in the Old Testament and saying, Oh, I see how that's uh, a foreshadowing of Jesus. Maybe it's something simple as, you know, Psalm 22. They parted my garments between them. But many, many, many other, so many other places in the Old Testament. I get that. That helps me understand God's plan of salvation. Uh, there's, there's a story of a, a woman who was, uh, and maybe it helps us uh, even uh, understand the prayer books. How much of the prayer book is scriptural? I'll be reading the Psalms one morning. I'll read, oh yeah, that's where that comes. And I keep meaning to mark it, but I keep forgetting. So if I want to know where that part of the prayer book comes from, I'll have to figure it out another way. And then learn. Read, hear, read, mark, learn. We learn the information. Like I did at the beginning, right? We learn the story. We learn about God, who He is, His plan of salvation. Learn about how we fit into the story. Who God is calling us to be. Where He wants us. So, we do all that. We hear, read, mark. And learn. But then there's this last bit that we would, we ask God to grant that we would inwardly digest the scriptures. See, it's more than just reading and learning, isn't it? Inwardly digesting. Scriptures have to become part of our being. That blessed hope of life everlasting has to permeate our being so much. That the flame continues to burn all the time. That when we come through those difficult moments in life, and how many of those are there, right? That when we come to those difficult moments in life, we can still embrace and hold fast to that everlasting, blessed hope. One author, a Cistercian monk, hit the nail on the head. Uh, a little bit with this. He said, in recent centuries, the church has expended considerable energy and resources in catechesis, as it should, teaching us who God is, teaching us the scriptures. There's great concern to ensure that the basics of Christian faith are fully and accurately presented, as they should be. We need to know the scriptures. We need to learn them. But it seems that less attention is paid to those who progressed beyond this elementary level. Saying, we need more. We need more. And we oftentimes need help. Somebody needs to help us find our way to the more. Uh, We're pretty good at getting the hear, read, mark, and learn part. But what is the inwardly digesting? How do we do that? It's such a critical part of that road to Jesus and where it leads to God the Father. But how? Well, one of the things, uh, as Christians, we have a wealth of devotional practices that are available to us. Uh, And I hope, I know during this time of Advent, we're going to be talking about some of them. And today I've been asked to talk about something called Lectio 
Divina, or Lectio Divina. Lectio, the word for reading. Divina, word for divine. Divine reading, or sacred reading. A way to read the scriptures to help us inwardly digest them. So how does it work? Well, it's a little bit like our bodily digestive system, right? With our bodily digestive system, we, we take in food, and we chew on it. And then the, when we swallow it, the body takes over the rest of the digestive process, and it turns the food that we have ingested into the nutrients and energy we need to survive breaks them into parts small enough for the body to absorb and use them for energy, growth, and cell repair. So it starts with taking in the food, then we chew, then we swallow, and the digestion takes over. Well, how about the Word of God? How does that work? We need to take in the Word of God so as St. Paul says it will dwell in us richly. We need to digest the Word of God so that it produces nutrients to use for energy, growth, and healing. Well, Lectio Divina, I'm going to give you the shortest course you can imagine in Lectio Divina, and we're going to practice it for a short period of time. You know, this season of Advent is a penitential season. Some also say it's sort of the season of Mary. You know, Mary... The, the angel came and introduced her, announced to her that she was going to bear the Messiah. And she pondered these things in her heart. So it's a season of, for us, waiting, repenting, and pondering. So it's Lectio. We're going to ponder a little bit during our service this morning. And then afterwards, uh, during the uh, community conversation time, there will be an opportunity with a couple of people who probably are much wiser than I am and have much more Lectio experience than I do to lead us through in a little more time with it. Uh, Sue Curry, and is uh, Jennifer going to be with you this morning? Great. Uh, Jennifer Drummond. So here's how it works, and then we're going to do it. First, find a place to settle down in quiet and relax your breathing. Breathing very slowly. And pray. Lord, May my heart be open and receptive to the gift that you know I need today. Approach our reading as a disciple comes to a master, receptive, willing to be changed. And then take it in. Read the lesson. Read the scripture slowly. This is the Lectio part. Read it slowly. Don't study it. Just read it. Even read it aloud if helpful. Maybe read it twice. And then if a word or a phrase kind of lights up, comes to your attention, rings a bell, seems striking or inviting, stop reading right there. You've got it. And then comes the, you know, they have all these fancy words. They like to use the Latin words, meditatio, meditation. But this, here comes the chewing time. <laughs> Repeat the phrase. That, you, that is stuck with you, or the word, over and over. Savor it. Relish it. Don't study. Don't go all theological. Don't go looking for that lesson that God has for me this minute. But just go over and over it. 
feel is really that dealing with the text that begins where study leaves off. This is that road to Jesus, that road to the presence of God. Slipping into study mode, in fact, can actually undermine it. So then the next thing that happens is, as you chewed on that after a little while, just read that, spoken that uh, phrase or word over and over silently to yourself or out loud if you're alone, then something might come to your attention. Something has happened. God may have spoken with you or you had this impression or this desire, uh, whatever it is. Then we come to prayer part, or I like to call it oratio. But we come to the prayer part where we talk to God about what happened in that time. We may want to thank God for what happened. Thank you, Lord, for your comfort. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for that special word for me today. Or we may want to ask God questions. God, you know, what's this got to do with me? God, why did this happen? Why do I feel this way today? God, what is this desire that's burning in me? Whatever it is, but we we talk to God about it. And then lastly, uh, we may just spend some time in silence, without thinking about anything, maybe, maybe not repeating the phrase, but just in complete silence, being aware of the presence of God, until it seems like it's time to get up and go on. So that during that time, the Word gets into us, and then over the course of the day and days to follow, it's continually digested. So, my friends, the time has come. We're going to try this together. And I want to use the psalm from today. So, if everybody, if we just take a few moments to be quiet, uh, relax your breathing, and then I will read this psalm through. Uh, I don't know how much time we have. I'll read it at least once. Uh, and then I'll invite us all to uh, take that phrase that we got. Uh, or listen for that phrase. And then go into the time of meditation. So let's just take a moment and settle our breathing. Adiós. 
will you let your faithful one see decay? You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Thanksgiving. 